The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty. It is the 31st of March, thanks be to goodness. Uh, all roads to leading to April tomorrow, that's nice. Um, we are here till 10 o'clock, the time is four minutes past nine. Good to have your company with us. It is crazy weather this morning, really crazy, in, in Dublin at least. Driving in, 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 in hailstones, bouncing off the bonnet, while looking at sunshine right over there, thinking, you know, you over here and you over there. Swap. Uh, so when you're going out today, Kind of wrap up well, but not too much because then you'll get too hot and sweaty and then, then it'll be hailstone. Oh, maybe just stay in and relax and enjoy yourself. Don't be, don't be worried about the garden today. It'll look after itself. Um, we have so much, so many places to go today. I'm not sure where to begin. I think I'm going to begin with a quick mention of cryptocurrency scams. And the reason I'm going to do that is because yet another person stopped me yesterday on the street and said, just so you know, this, I'm on Instagram and it's great because people on Instagram are very friendly. They're nice people. I like being on Instagram. And the handle is InstaTuberty. If you're interested, you can go along. And it's nice. And I post stuff. I was walking yesterday, getting my steps in for the climb on Saturday. And I post the innocent stuff. I get mocked at home for the stuff I post because, you know, it's, 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 it's a man of a certain vintage trying to be something he probably isn't. But, you know, it's just to share things with a different audience that mightn't necessarily listen to this show or watch the Late Late Show. It's, it, it's fun. I like it. it. And it's not too needy in my opinion in my opinion i found twitter when i was on it was very i was very needy twitter was a very needy place to be and i didn't and then it got ugly the lads came along with the bags of linden village and wrecked it so we come back to uh cryptocurrency and the people stopping me on the street and texting me or at least messaging me on instagram and they're saying listen your face keeps coming up in these ads for cryptocurrency um i just we don't think it's your thing and I really want to make this really abundantly clear this morning. I have nothing to do with cryptocurrency. I have nothing to do with those ads you see on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. Not one thing. I have nothing to do with these. This is scam. We're living in generation scam. And the internet is alive and thriving with scams and financial cruelty to people who are vulnerable. And I can tell you, it, it, when you see my face relating to cryptocurrency or any of these things, well, I have my friend and colleague Neve working on this a lot, uh, whereby she is on to the various places that, uh, whether it's uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, and some of them are better than others at getting rid of them. Unfortunately, the, and, and, and this isn't, I appreciate their efforts to try and get rid of these ads and so on. The difficulty is it's like whack-a-mole. As soon as they get rid of one, another comes up with my face. And the thing, the ad says something like, Ryan Tuberty uh, backs cryptocurrency. Do you know what the truth of the matter is? Remember the ad, I don't know what a tracker mortgage. I don't know what cryptocurrency is. It, to me, it sounds like some ball of smoke thing that it's money, but you can't see it. All oh, right, monorail, straight out of the Simpsons. Monorail, monorail, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. Now, I'm sure it's making some people somewhere a load of money. I have nothing to do with it. So please tell all your friends when you see that ad and they use it. They're really clever. They're sophisticated. They use a, a screen grab, a photograph from me on the TV. The ad looks really professional anytime I've seen it. And we're trying to get rid of them. But what I, what I don't like about these gangsters 
is that they're, they're, they're well, they're stealing. That's what they're doing. And it's got so bad now that the, 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 nearly all the papers, I'm reading Connor Lally in the Irish Times today, saying that people in Ireland have lost millions in cryptocurrency-based frauds. And this is the problem. The gangs involved have developed more sophisticated ways of enticing unsuspecting victims into the bogus investment transactions. Now, I suspect Miriam O'Callaghan, when she uh, won that case recently, it was along these lines. And I must say, I admired her for uh, taking the case because it is, it is costly in terms of time and, um, and uh, energy as well as everything else. But uh, she won the case and I may not be far behind her if this continues uh, as, as, as irritatingly as it has been because it's too much. And the Garda sources said one victim they're aware of had lost one about 1 million euro. But most cases are around 50 grand to, to 200,000. So people have a lot of money that they invest in. I mean, it's a lot of money to invest. But that's it. So some people have that and off they go. And this money had been stolen after people were enticed into buying non-existent cryptocurrency. Often the victims had visited websites or dealt with bogus sales agents over the phone or via email. However, while the victims believed they were buying cryptocurrency on the promise its value would increase, the currency never existed. Instead, the victims were lodging money into accounts controlled by organised fraud gangs or were paying for cryptocurrency the gang members controlled. And it's looking at middle-aged people, particularly pensioners. Excuse me. They were being targeted and they were being contacted by cold calls and texts or were clicking online adverts that brought them to websites purporting to be trading sites for Bitcoin and other currencies. So that's it. If you see it, be sceptical. And it's a, it's a terrible thing to, to, to be. I, I find myself talking about this on the radio a lot. I now am so sceptical about the coverage of the war in Ukraine. I, I don't know what to believe. I see a bit of a mobile phone thing. And I'm looking at it and saying, oh, it's a Z on the tank, therefore that's happening. I said, I don't know if I believe you anymore. I, and it's not a terrible state of affairs in the world today. There was, it, it wasn't always thus. And yet, in World War II, there was, of course, the black arts and there was black propaganda too. So it's not, let's not just say it's the internet's fault. This happened. I just think there's more scope for scepticism nowadays, especially after the election in 2016 in America, which I think was essentially skewed by people working in basements in certain countries uh, for other countries um, using online as a weapon of war and very successfully. So it's a bit of a sad state of affairs, a bit grim, but really uh, the doubting Thomas factor has <laughs> gone through the roof. And I suppose it's not helped by the fact that you do see your face flogging cryptocurrency where you're not involved there's no currency involved and the whole thing is really just about trying to steal money from decent people who are trying to make a book themselves. Whew! That's a start to the show, isn't it? What else have we got? Bruce Willis is retiring from acting. That's that's a pity. He would have been pretty much um, one of the big stars uh, of, of our generation. He's 67 years old. He's got what's called aphasia. A-P-H-A-S-I-A. -A. I've never heard of it. Um, but it's apparently it's when a person has difficulty with their language or speech. This sounds like a neurological uh, ailment, um, uh, usually caused by damage to the left side of the brain, like a stroke, of course. Uh, so it, it, it hampers your reading, your listening, your speaking, your typing, your writing. And speaking problems are, are common and can often involve putting words together incorrectly. So these are the, the signs that you might have what's called aphasia. So... Uh, Bruce Willis, 67, best known for, among other things, Die Hard, Sixth Sense, he was so good at it, Armageddon, Pulp Fiction, 
Uh, nominated for five Glo- Golden Globes, won one for Moonlighting, which again, another tranche of people will will enjoy. Fifth Element, of course, for another uh, tranche of people. What was the word of the COVID? Another cohort of Bruce Willis arm. Anyway, he's alive, but he's just a little unwell. Uh, aphasia, uh, let's see him stepping back from his acting roles. Apparently he had an earpiece for the last number of films where they had to say the lines into him so he knew what to uh, say, uh, what, what to come out of his mouth because it was just all a bit much. I think Judy Dench might have something similar. Not uncommon these days. Um, research. So Peter Mark very cleverly after the alopecia uh, story became um, such a talking point this week including on this programme on, on Monday morning. Um, they found that one over one third of women have issues with thinning hair. And this will come as no surprise to any women listening today. They, nearly 75% of women have experienced hair loss during a stressful period in their life. I don't know if it's the same for men, if you know stress equals hair loss. But certainly in this piece, it says it is. And some types of hair loss are permanent for women, such as pattern baldness, which usually runs in families. According to the HSE, hair loss isn't usually anything to be worried about, but occasionally it can be a sign of a medical condition. And while the condition is not curable, it can be treated with things such as uh, steroids, immunotherapy and light treatment. So, well, that sounds like a handful. Um, uh, and uh, nevertheless, it's, it's uh, just, as I say, an aside from the conversation that, that uh, was begun at the Oscars on Monday. The Great Resignation. Um, this is, uh, you, you, I'm sure many of you listening today have friends or family who've decided over the course of the pandemic, as they sat in front of their computer screen or whatever job they were doing and said, you know what, I've had enough of this job. And on reflection, I'm not into it. I don't really like, the, I don't really like the people I work with. I don't really like the uh, lack of facilities. I don't really like the, et cetera, et cetera. The Great Resignation, that's the title for it. And it's uh, dissatisfaction with working conditions is really what it is. Uninspiring jobs, bad bosses, uh, all of this has gone global and a desire to seek out a better deal from companies uh, short on staff. And looking at this piece, it's from CNN actually, there was a backlog of people who wanted to leave their jobs since people largely stayed put during the initial phase of the pandemic. But then burnout, bang, widespread. People were asking big questions about the purpose of life while sitting on large piles of savings. There you are. A lot of people were fortunate enough to have that. And there was the potential for friction as those who had been working remotely and now prioritised flexibility were called back into the office. So loads of, what, nearly 50 million workers in the States left their jobs voluntarily. Some people left the market to care for children or elderly relatives. People in desk jobs who were tired of long pandemic hours and Zoom meetings started to decide uh, they'd had enough. And... Um, on they on on they went and uh, left the job and reassessed and reconsidered and, and went and I'd say largely for the better. Um, now condolences to the family, of course, of Tom Parker of the Wanted, who died at the awfully early, early age of thirty three. He he was on the the late late with us some years ago, um, and we had the Irish interest, of course, because Siva Keynes Warren is in the band, formed in two thousand and nine. They had big songs, including "Glad You Came" and "All Time Low" and "Chasing the Sun." And other songs, but the poor man he he told uh, people in October 2020 that he had an in inoperable tumor. Um, he was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, and he passed away in the last uh, day or two. Uh, so that's uh, it's just a sad story. Way, way too young, obviously. 
Um, and uh, in happier news, I'm glad to see Vicky Phelan's back online. She took a break, which I think is advisable as well. Um, and she's back. Uh, lovely photographs there of her having afternoon tea with um, with friends and family. And she was in Adair Manor in, in Limerick. Celebrated uh, her mother and godmother's birthdays with a fabulous afternoon tea at Adair Manor. And she said that she was back walking on her own two feet without the help of a Zimmer frame or wheelchair, which is good. I'm so happy to hear that. She won't be joining us on Crowpatrick on Saturday morning, but we will certainly be raising a glass or a cup or a mug of something to her at the top of that mountain. Vicky, if you're listening this morning, sending you all the love. I hope you're okay. Um, the Irish Examiner reporting hospital doctors in training. There's a, there's a section of society that work extremely hard as well as every other section of society that works extremely hard. But they are considering industrial action for the second time in less than a decade as dangerous work practices continue, according to the IMO. Junior doctors often work 80 hours weekly, including shifts of up to 30 hours, said Dr. John Cannon, committee chair for the union's non-consultant hospital doctors. He said, you feel punch drunk. I would feel unsafe to drive a car, but somehow... You're being asked to go and perform complex medical procedures and make complex decisions. Isn't it crazy that 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 junior doctors would uh, would be working to that level of exhaustion and then expected to mind our bodies and brains and everything else? Anyway, describing doctors napping on chairs between seeing patients, he said, I don't think anyone in the country would want their loved one to go into the hospital and be treated by a doctor on um, a 28, uh, on an hour 28 of a 36-hour shift Quite right. So it's an ac- an ac- it's an anachronistic system, he says, from the 1940s, based around a 22-year-old young male doctor who is fancy-free and can travel at whim. Well, there's many rules and uh, laws in the world, aren't there, that are based on uh, anachronistic um, laws set at a different time when it was more appropriate. And I mentioned a couple of times the uh, climb with, uh, with Charlie on Saturday, and um, I just want to mention a lady called Kathleen Farrell. And you'll say, who's Kathleen Farrell? You may, if you live in Dublin City, particularly near the Liberties, um, you see a, a flower stall in Mead Street. And if you know the flower stall in Mead Street, you'll pass by a lady there called Kathleen Farrell, who's been selling flowers there for 60 years. And like we say, you don't have to be in Crowpatrick. In fact, I think they're actively consider- urging people not to travel to Crowpatrick, just to stay local to find a hill nearby. Climb a set of stairs. It's 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 at this stage it's a, it's a beautiful act of symbolism and love for Charlie and for Pieta and for the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association uh, to, to to whom you can donate. Uh, but anyway, back to Kathleen Farrell at nine thirty a.m. on Sunday, which is the day after the official walk. If you meet at her stall at nine thirty, if you're around the Liberties, go for a walk with her. And you can donate then and uh, fair play to her and thank you to her for her efforts. And she is well got and well loved um, in the area. Um, Of course, I was looking at uh, Paul McCartney's concert uh, details and he's playing on May the 28th, which only happens to be my birthday in Florida. Um, So I think it's the day after the Late Late Show ends. So that if anyone, if you, I mean, I mean, know that if the team want to, put together you can join the, the, the TV show team a, a cap and put coins in and we will that's thank you for my birth, birthday and that'll be nice now for my 49th birthday in, on May the 28th which is very exciting McCarthy playing uh, in Orlando Florida and uh, he's playing around America he'll be 
eight, pretty much 80 years old. So that will be pretty exciting. Oh, I got a lovely um, message yesterday from Ruslan. You know, my friend who, was, who I spoke about at the Late Late Show, who's set up the top of the, the pop-up shop for members of the Ukrainian community to get their things. And I mentioned here that if you were, if you were passing Clarendon Street in Dublin and you were in a position to give something, uh, maybe vouchers would be handy because I saw I had the power of the voucher when I was there the other day. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. And um, he sent me a picture yesterday. We had exchanged numbers. He sent me a picture yesterday of a pile of uh, vouchers that people had passed by on their lunch breaks and sent in. I just thought, fair play. Fair play, Ireland, and to you listeners who, who pass by. That is great because it's one thing for people to go in and pick out a pair of jeans or a teddy bear or a pair of shoes, but to be able to be given 50 quid for duns or pennies or whatever you're vouchers for and then have the freedom to pick what you want is even better again. So I'll, I'll say it again. A lot of people listening today thinking, I'd love to take a, you know a Ukrainian family or somebody who's in with me. I can't, don't have the space, the time, the money. I'd like to do something. Well, if you want to and you can, that's simple. And you're in Dublin. And you're on. If you want to, you can organise in your in your office and say, "Do I want to get involved in this? Get a few tokens and vouchers." They should say, "Pass them in." They will find grateful hands, and it's right to the source. So there's no middle organisation or person there. It's just right into. I saw it. In, I saw it in all its action on Monday. There was a woman. I held her little baby, Nana, and. She, there was a voucher given to a lot of the women there that morning and I, because somebody had just walked in off the street and gave him a handful of them. That's how quick it is and how practical it is. So well done to them. Okay, now, what else have I got for you? Um, Lou was on. Great to hear you talking about cryptocurrency. People need to remember that if it sounds too good to be true, normally is. I said Lou. Um, elsewhere... Snowing in Wicklow, lighting the fire here. Good. Yeah, who's this now? Wendy Hanbridge Nolan. Well, well done, Wendy. Um, scarves and hats on dropping uh, on dropping my son AJ to school last week in shorts and t-shirts. I love Ireland. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. And um, thank you to Eileen, by the way, from Madigan's. Most beautiful made in Ireland um, scarf. Perfect grey scarf for for my cold neck, and I have some neck. Um, which uh, landed yesterday, and it's gorgeous. I wore, wore it in today, and I'm loving it. So thank you, very thoughtful. And as I say, Irish Madigans, that's the company, by Irish. In Lawrencetown, East Galway, we are climbing Redmount Hill in conjunction with Charlie and starting at 11 a.m. All welcome. Well done. You don't give a name, but I'm delighted for you. It's not just crypto, Ryan, says a text. I was buy, trying to buy two tickets for Olivia Rodrigo concert in an attempt to cheer up my 15-year-old daughter who has had such a desperate time during COVID. I'd consider myself a relatively intelligent person and I did a degree in computer science and TCD decades ago, but I still risked 140 euro and two tickets for myself and my daughter. I got them through an ad website and had a name, a bank details, photos of a passport, driving license of the person who was selling them, but I still got scammed. There you are. Apparently when you transfer money, the name on a transfer does not need to match the account into which the money is sent. Despite contacting the guardian on the website, I lost the money and have no tickets to show for that. Ah, lads. Who's that? Olivia Rodrigo. That's um, that's that's a, a horrible tire. And your poor daughter, your poor daughter, fifteen years old. Give her a hug from me. God help you. That's not nice at all. Um, I hate hearing stories like that. That's awful. Okay, uh, but that's it. You just have to be so careful. It's like I was talking to my my sister there about booking a holiday, and we were both agreeing, probably like old people, but we were both saying, travel agents. You, we love travel agents. You can go in and say hello, Mary. Jane, whatever your name is, what's the crack? 
Yeah, she'll say, or somebody say, she can look around and say, hey, Tracy, were you at this place in Rome or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I was at it. It's great. Or don't go there. Like, it's so good. I'm not talking TripAdvisor seems to be, again, fake news. People have a chip on their shoulder about something. TripAdvisor. They have a chip on their shoulder about somewhere or something didn't go wrong. They don't like somebody. So I don't know if I believe that. But I trust the woman in, in, or the fella in, in, in the travel agent. I think we, st- we need to get back to more analog stuff, lads. That's what I think. In fact, maybe this song is more appropriate than a real. Long time ago, says the text, thinking about how I'd be 28 years old at the millennium and how old I'd be. Wouldn't mind it now. Yeah, 1999, 1999. On social media yesterday, uh, David, who says, I'm 40 years old, okay, I foolishly clicked on a pop up ad with a well known Irish person pictured on it. Again, foolishly submitted my email address and my phone number. Okay, at least no bank details. Within three minutes, I had eight phone calls from eight different numbers. I didn't know any of them. And while I was online, I was getting pop-up messages saying to um, answer my your phone and we're here to help you and make money. So be careful. God help us. Uh, by the way, do you remember Annie Shepherd and Dara Ross and the two young people we had on who were in school with their amazing project about uh, the, their campaign and transition your campaign about uh, comparison culture on social media and they were great. They, people loved them. I loved them. Uh, they've been back in touch to say and to let me know that this week they successfully pitched their idea to Young Social Innovators. It's a non-profit organisation that is committed to helping young people come up with innovative solutions to social challenges. And they have been given €1,000 to spend on a billboard that they will be designing in class and putting up on the main street of Gory, Gory Main Street. The billboard will direct people towards their change.org petition to bring about, to bring about legislation to clearly label photoshopped or photo edited images which is a great result I'm delighted for them Annie and Dara uh, keep your eyes peeled then everybody for their billboard coming to Main Street of Gory in the coming weeks and they are the students of Miss Murphy Miss Karen Murphy's class who are listening in this morning yous are deadly uh, is what I'll say to you all and um, yours is a school I will definitely visit because Gory isn't a million miles away so I must come down and say hi when the when, maybe when the billboard's up and we'll support your campaign because I love what you're doing an email came in from Marie to say, I heard you mention alopecia on the radio, so I thought I'd share my dad's story. My dad died last year. He was 83 and he had struggled with alopecia since he was a teenager. And for about 70 years, he had difficulty accepting it. 70. And that was until a few days before he died when he had a conversation with a young A&D nurse in the Matter Hospital. He was taking his hairpiece off and he apologised to the nurse. And she looked at him and said, don't be silly, sure, it's the fashion now. And anyway, you have a lovely shaped head. And my dad was delighted. And it was the most comfortable conversation he ever had about his alopecia. And she went on to tell him about her friend who has alopecia. Sometimes she has a wig, sometimes she doesn't. And my dad was from a poor family and they lived in the tenements in the inner city of Dublin throughout the 1950s. When he started wearing a hairpiece, it was poor quality and it caused comments and we stared at a lot. He got married and we came along, one of five kids. I'm 51 now and for long and for as long as I can remember, it was the elephant in the room. Any conversation about it 
could cause murder. And years later, he was able to pay for better hair pieces, which did make a difference to his quality of life, but he still never accepted it. Alopecia dominated my father's whole life. And the kind words from that nurse in the A&D meant so much to him. She will probably never realise the impact that conversation had on me or my dad. And I can honestly say that when he died on April the 13th last year, he was a happier man because of it. So thank you to that nurse, whoever you are. You never do know, do you? Uh, the small kindnesses that can mean so much. Um, now, um, Owen is in Dublin and says, my wife mentioned recently about crypto and your ad having done so well. And I said, do you ever listen to Ryan? He's self-admitted techno-illiterate. Uh, th- Owen, I appreciate that. I know some people might have said, wait a second, I know how to turn on. I am so illiterate that I, I, it, I have Dickensian level of knowledge when it comes to so. And, and they didn't have computers at that time. So you get that's how bad it is. Um, I would understand a chimney shoot more than I would a computer. Um, anyway, same ads with Michael O'Leary. Yeah, he's in the same boat as well. So it's a it's a it's a pain. But it's one of those things. All right, our guest this morning, standing patiently by, let's uh, welcome Jade McCormick to to studio after this. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Uh, tomorrow's Late Late Show will include it's great to see, last time we spoke to him was on a machine and he's live in studio tomorrow night Michael Bublé Michael Bublé and I'm um, looking forward to seeing him again he's one of my favourite guests to have on they're, they're talking about trying to get some classic duet going but I I'm, I don't think I have the confidence for such a thing he's too good I, I don't want to get him well we'll see there, there's arm turning Michael Bublé Michael Bublé uh, Siobhan McSweeney from Derry Girls Barry McGuigan of course who I, I, I haven't seen for a while um, as I say we spoke to him on Zoom but he's live in studio he's also going to then join us on Crowpatrick the next day uh, and to join us on the climb for Charlie, of course, and um, he'll be de- de- dedicating his climb to both Charlie and to Vicky, but also his beloved late daughter, Nika. Um, and then we will do a link live to Westport uh, to check in on on our friends, um, Daniel O'Donnell and uh, Ros Purcell and Matt Malloy and Carl Henry and George Lee and Joanna Donnelly and everything like that. And Michael English has a song that he wrote about the climb, about Charlie, and we'll get to that tomorrow too. So that is a jam-packed show. And then... Um, straight down to Crowpatrick, so it's a busy, busy time this weekend. That's for sure. Um, join us then. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an ad break. Another ad break. Tom Jones. I uh, get to that gig, by the way. I keep saying it, but I'm. It's only because I'm not. Uh, I don't like to peddle rubbish, and that's qu- that's quality. Right then, uh, regarding crypto investments, text says scams are really dangerous when someone vulnerable in financial difficulties is approached. My sister had difficulties with anxiety and depression, which isn't uncommon. Sadly, uh, she took her life recently. I'm so sorry to hear that. On investigation, we found that most of her correspondence and emails in the last week were left unread. Bar correspondence, where she realised that she had been scammed into borrowing. To invest, she was likely too embarrassed to share, and also had dug a hole into further financial difficulties. It's hard to think straight in those scenarios. Scamming vulnerable people can be like killing them in a slow, painful, and cruel manner. We need to speak out about these things to raise awareness of scams and share. No matter how embarrassing, nothing is worth a life. Your name, you don't give us your name, but I, I do want to pass on sincerely 
um, my my thoughts to you and your family this morning um, on the passing of your sister. That is a desperate story, uh, and thank you for being so generous to to let us know because you're you're so right. It's just not worth it. There's, there there is no embarrassment in the world uh, worth that. Uh, so mind yourself. Um, we have to say goodbye for now. Stay tuned to Claire Byrne. She has the tea shock meet at Michal Martin in the studio this morning. I'm sure there's plenty to say. We'll be listening to that, and we'll talk to you tomorrow between nine and ten. Thanks for listening. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.